0: can winstead oh why whoa i read that part that's my name and then you read you read the hello uh, hello internet i'm matthew derogish sorry okay from the top hello i'm kane winston hello Hello, internet Internet. i'm matthew (laughs) derogish
1: and you're listening to the untold talks of spider-man a podcast about the deep cuts forgotten classics what it truly means to be a spider-man story today's topic today's issue even is spider-man's tangled web number 13 double shots written by ron zimmerman art and letters by sean phillips and steve bicultio on colors kane can you tell us where we can find this issue i can
0: see it's on marvel unlimited we we've finally thrown you guys a bone <laughs> we found a story that you know you guys can read if you have this subscription service uh, if you don't have that subscription service, you can get it for a measly $2 uh, for a digital copy from Comixology. Uh, between about a buck fifty and $6 for a physical one online. Or, if you, you want to go the frugal route, you can grab the trade for a little over a dollar used on Amazon. So that's probably the you know the ticket unless you're just really gunning for those single issues uh there's a tangled omnibus as well uh, as well that collects all 22 issues um uh that is between $17 and 60 uh on Amazon depending on condition and the cover. Uh you can get hardback and softback. Uh shipping. Oh yeah. Well some some uh the you can get it new uh hardback uh on Prime from Amazon so no shipping, 2 days, but that's 60 bucks. Uh but anyway, I just wanted to note on the the author credits uh because this is tangled web the the kind of the the push for this book was to bring in new and different talent that you wouldn't normally see ron zimmerman is mostly a television producer uh and as far and also kind of a a writer uh he he wrote a handful of issue or i'm sorry episodes of tv kind of across the the tv landscape from like seventh heaven to the simpsons um so and then sean phillips is an english artist uh he's done stuff for uh uh, 2000 ad probably probably most notably for marvel people is that he was the artist for the original marvel zombies but um moving on well i actually have a quick question about ron Zimmerman. yeah was he known for bottle episodes Drum roll.
1: Oh, because this takes place at a bar. And only a bar. So technically it would be, but also, yeah. yeah
0: okay. Yeah. No, I, 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 I see you. Okay. I, I see you made the funny haha. You, you're a funny <laughs> man. You're a funny man. Okay. Yeah, jokes are better when you explain them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like other, the other tangled story that we covered, this is kind of just a one shot that doesn't really need context. Uh, really, the only thing that might throw you for a loop if you're not a super huge Spider Man nerd, like, all you guys are let's be real you're listening to our podcast you're a huge ass spider-man nerd um this features Alyosha Kravenoff, who is craven the hunter's son who went by craven the hunter for a while and whew, um, um
1: quick note ali how'd you say that
0: aliosha Alyosha.
1: all right i uh yeah mm, uh,
0: Was
1: worried about that part yeah uh,
0: alex <laughs> is how you would anglicize that. So you can just go with Alex. Um, That's whitewashing. Anglicizing, actually, but, you know, there, there are people Ooh. who are in the anglosphere who are not white. <laughs> if you guys could see how far Matt's eyes rolled, like, it was impressive. I was like, like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, um we'll get back to Alyosha. If you're done w-
1: taking your caucus, <laughs> let's move. On.
0: We'll get back to Alyosha one day with Git Craven. Um but that that's that's Is out in reserve for Dan? Yes, that is reserved for Dan. We I'm, I'm going to send him a message soon. we're done. We're like, we're going to talk about Get Craven. And because because he suggested we talk about that a when? long time. Like, when I first pitched this show, when I first pitch, pitched the show as, like, it's going to be like a Spider Man Mystery Science Theater 3000, that was the original pitch. And That's he's like, the pitch oh. that got over mine. <laughs> uh, and, and he's like, okay, well, you got to do Get Craven. <laughs> um so anyway clearly the show has evolved past that but uh and i think for the better
1: if you guys want that just pester him on patreon to the point where it's going to take more time for him to just do it than deal with the complaints
0: (laughs) all right um So yeah, let's let's just dive into the story. So, double shots. It starts out with this mysterious stranger kind of entering. They don't call it the bar with no name. I don't think this is supposed to be the bar with no name, but it's it's just it's a villain bar. But it's it's, also not a named bar. Yeah, it's not a named bar. And like when I say a villain bar, I mean like we're talking about whirlwinds, Mr. Hyde, Stiltman's there, um, god what is this guy like the luchador i i don't i can't remember his name um or the matador i think um i think like a, a couple of them were
1: made up but i we kind of realized it's marvel probably not but does it matter mm-hmm. like they're a background villain at the bar whatever right.
0: so our mysterious stranger is there in in civilian clothes he kind of chats up the the waitress or, or the and you know they make make a few small talk um
1: and the the guy looks like Dicko man, you know, white guy, strong chin, uh with a hat shadowing his eyes. Like mm. that is the Dicko look.
0: <laughs> very 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 true. Like kind of yeah, he just basically looks like the big man. <laughs> um and I will say before we go any further uh this is a really fun story it does have like a really it has a it has a twist ending so if if spoilers or something that like you're really like big on i I, you know we don't normally do spoiler warnings on this show but like it is a fun issue it is easy to track down and read uh i would say that if you have the ability to do that go ahead and do it like it's it's a double size issue because it's a double shot a but um you know it it goes down smooth (laughs) But the the
1: Shyamalanian twist at the end does kind of lead to the enjoyment of the issue that you can probably guess as you're going through, mm. much like a Shyamalan movie. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yes, but back on track. Yeah, if you haven't, it's a fun, relatively quick issue, despite being double sized, like read it. And if you don't care about it being spoiled, you can
0: still read it after. But yeah, 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 Re- read it yeah just just talking around this this issue just for a second though it's a really funny issue uh did you did you find it funny like um i know we normally save this for like the end but like like i i like this one had me like la- like i've read this multiple times and even when i reread it like skimmed it this morning to you know get caught back up on the beats i found myself chuckling a lot uh did, did you did you find this funny
1: yeah this was this is very much my kind of humor where it's situational. it's also character based but also dark like there's a dark humor going on Mm -hmm. here and i really enjoyed it but it's also really compelling because the humor like the story's baked in with the humor like it all it all plays itself up for what's a really compelling comic for a bunch of talking heads like there's a reason you don't see this in comic books too often because this is three guys grabbing a drink swapping bar stories like this is this is closer to a um morpheus sandman issue than it is a spider-man comic in that respect
0: Mm -hmm. uh i think when i've referenced the story in the past i've I've always referenced it as like kind of like that episode of batman the animated series almost got them where it's the villains getting together and talking about the time they almost got batman and and this is kind of this is this this has that similar feel of of just getting together and like and and swapping stories but um, you know, we get a little set up, a little mystery around this mysterious stranger, and then the story really starts off with Adrian Tombs opening the door with a big lightning crack behind him, like it's just an <laughs> image you can hear, just like the door creaking open, and the the stranger like waves down to Tombs, who kind of like gla- glances around the bar first. And then just immediately launches into this rant about how he can't get women. And like, it's (laughs) just like normally Tombs is like characterized as kind of like cantankerous. But here it's just like he's just bitter and angry and lashing out at everyone. And it's just it plays off really well. Because the next person who comes in and sits down with them is Alyosha Craven, who is kind of like a playboy. He's very attractive. And I should note though, this is a character
1: <laughs> split for him because most of the other comics with him, he's more of a bipolar guy who does have some money, all of the Craven off name. But this is a different side of though it, this does inform Get Craven, doesn't it?
0: I was about to say, yeah, you gotta read Get Craven.
1: <laughs> Do I oh, goddamn our show? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> No, but yeah. And to that, I should also say, even Chooms and the Hatted Man, I don't know how to work around that right now. Uh, Normally, I would argue that this would be a little off character for those. But because the setting's so different and the interaction's so different... I think we're honestly seeing a different side of their characters. Like different people behave differently in different situations and this is not a situation we normally see.
0: Right. Um for sure. And like yeah, yeah because I mean the um the stranger like, you know, who, who you know gets revealed at, at the end like you know, he he seems a little bit more like chummy than he normally comes off and and then we also like have some some pretty like great background gags like doc oh ock God. doc ock hoisting like a beer while like playing pool with his arms uh th- did you have one you liked yeah sean phillips is an
1: amazing artist and I don't know how much of that was the script and how much that was him, but it fits with a lot of his other stuff. Like there's some stuff there to keep it interesting that he had to have just inserted. Cause again, talking heads, but you have all this crazy stuff going on in the background. It's a, it's, it's what makes it a fun book and what makes it work as a one shot too. Cause you're not getting this
0: again. (laughs) Right. So it's, it's just, this it's a funny book and there are a lot of good background gags. Um, but I, I think the, the best is just the play off of, uh, Adrian and Alyosha and just like, so when Toomes first comes in, he complains that uh the waitress that the the stranger said, you know, oh, she's a nice girl. Yeah. And Toomes is like, no, she's she's stuck up. She's nasty. Uh she probably only likes pretty boys. And I, I hate girls that only like pretty girls. <laughs> and it's it's because it's because she rejected him. And then, you know, uh when Craven comes in, he he kind of like makes a pass at her and and Tombs is like, no, 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 you're not, no, no. And and Toomes is like, well, or, or Craven says something like, you know, uh you're named after a bald dead bird. Uh you look like a bald dead bird. Uh you'd probably get more women if you were named yourself like the gerbil. <laughs> Uh, and it's just like it's it's yeah it's just like you said that this is kind of your humor. This, uh, it's the same thing for me. It's it's character based. It's situational. And it, it's not it's not relying on some sort of reference or or something. It's it's these characters playing off of each other. And it's just it's a lot of fun.
1: And what's funny was I was reading and thinking it like if this comic came out now, mm-hmm. it would ruffle some feathers because these are guys sitting around a bar being pigs
0: yeah, like it's, it's some locker
1: room talk, but these are villains sitting at a bar being pigs. Hell yeah they are. <laughs> and they're basically being mocked for it by each other. Mm. Like I don't I don't want to go too pro, but I mean, yeah, they're guys at a bar. Like you know, I, it works. It fits. It's funny. And we're mocking them as much as anything else.
0: Right. It, like, yeah. It's not like a celebration of of of, you know, their 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 male gaze or whatever you want to call it. Like it's um, you know, it yeah, we're mocking them just as much. We're you know, we're mocking um you know, Adrian Toomes for being a horny old man, you know, we're, we're mocking, uh, you know, Alyosha Craven for like clearly being like kind of, kind of full of himself. And, you know, and he he sits down and tells them a story about how he almost beat up Johnny Storm because, you know, that Johnny Storm kid really deserves it. But I probably would have been able to take him. But then Spider-Man showed up and then like I probably would have been able to take Spider-Man, too, because I pretty much already had Johnny Storm on the ropes. But then then they both kind of bounced back and took me both down. But it's okay because. I uh, I had a really good lawyer if you know what I mean and and you know she was also really good at practicing law and it, it's just you know <laughs> um
1: like and that's the thing is these guys are the villains they're Yeah, they're, they're scummy the sh- they're
0: supposed to be scummy and ah, man
1: and, and this is the side we don't get enough this is why tangled was so great is we got some of this i know people and we need to cover that someday uh mm-hmm. was it uh roses for rhino
0: uh flowers for rhino Oh
1: um and there's other great ones in there but this is more of what i think we need i i think it's great to pull out and see the other characters in the spider-man universe and playing spider-man as a bit of the boogeyman i think is is a fun way to access this stuff Mm -hmm. which has been all the strongest parts of the current running uh spencer book i feel
0: yes um and you know what? Uh, I I said that this doesn't require any context, but there does seem to be a through line. This book also makes reference to Sue Storm having a large butt, which is which means that this is a through line <laughs> through all of Tangled Web, which apparently is just focused. <laughs> on Sue Storm's rear which I'm pretty sure these are the two issues <laughs>
1: the ones we've covered
0: um, no, no, I, I, I've you know I've, I've solved the Illuminati code here you know like we got you know this is this is it like <laughs> um, but Kane, yeah, yeah. I want
1: to give you credit you know that through line I bet Dan couldn't have picked up on that one that's <laughs> all you
0: Dan Brown yes Stan Brown. who's Stan Brown Da Vinci Code guy what's that oh god
1: canis <laughs> literally walked away oh
0: okay the Da Vinci Code is a book where uh, a, a man finds clues about a secret Illuminati something there was a movie with Tom Hanks it is also... this
1: IDW or fan of graphics I just haven't heard about it <laughs>
0: Uh. anyway anyway so the conversation kind of slowly uh slowly morphs into um you know tombs kind of talking about spider-man and you know um uh and craven kind of gave his story earlier and um let's see let's, uh, i'm getting to the end but uh eventually they they turn the the turn the the question on the stranger who says you know who's trying to get up and leave and and they say no 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 you know uh we've all had our scrapes with spider-man which they never actually say spider-man they always refer to him as just him and he's like well, why why don't you tell us a story like you know why don't you tell us a story and then on this is where the twist is um and this is it, where the hat comes off yeah like you know he, he pulls off his hat well, okay well let's i'll just i'll just read it let's you know um you know it's it's uh the stranger said i had a i had a, a few few years ago i had to run in with him and he was winning and i got pretty angry and i decided to make a point with him a point that he wouldn't forget uh and you know he says he tried to make it personal and craven says well everyone's made it personal and he's like i decided to show him how serious i was i wanted to make sure that he knew exactly what he means to me and uh, you know there's a lot of build up there's a lot of build up and there's a lot of build up with the art too you know a lot of like tight frames closed in faces and that's when he pulls off his hat to reveal them tootsie roll hairs and, you know, it's, it's, it's Norman Osborne. He says, like, I kidnapped his girlfriend and I killed her right in front of him. And like, it keeps tightening in the frame. And the last one is just oh, super tight on, on his face. And you can see his smile. He's like, and it was a blast. Like, it's, yeah. just, and which is great because this whole time. The stranger has been, like, calm and reserved, and, like, you know, he'll throw out a few barbs, but, like... You really get just a crazy, wild-eyed Norman Osborne here. And everyone is just shocked. Like, you can tell that like he probably just, like, screamed this or something because, like, everyone is shocked. They're staring at him. And then he just calmly reaches down, grabs a shot, you know, uh, knocks it back and says, next week, gentlemen. And then off he goes. And it's just, like, it's such a good twist because, like you know up until this point it was you know the 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 kind of goofy you know um goofy stories about like these these villains kind of getting humiliated and then Norman Osborn just shows up and just it it's it's dark humor it's it's like you said well what what's there too though that's
1: the character moment for him is that's his bar story mm-hmm. yeah that's his bar story and he knows to wait to go last mm-hmm. like like that's some uh that's some chaucer shit right there like <laughs> he knows he's gonna close out the night he knows he's the big villain like There's some self-awareness there that I don't think is any big revelation for the character. But seeing that context Mm -hmm. is so different because it's not between him and Peter there. It's an accomplishment to him. Right. Which is part of the reason why it's kind of funny because it's
0: so dark. (laughs) yeah and so it's uh like it's just it's a fun issue and it's it's a fun read and yeah it, it does close out on that really great twist and if you guys had never read this before i'd love i would love for you guys to reach out to us and tell us how you felt about this because i can't remember like it wasn't when this book this came out because i wasn't reading it then but it was pretty early into my spider-man career that i read this uh how about how about you like when uh, had you read this before uh only very
1: recently because i was reading through tangled uh trying to come up with some ideas mm-hmm. and then you named it and yeah mm-hmm. definitely
0: yeah so awesome um you know as far as a spider-man story this this one like this one isn't um you it know, is it, though well like like yeah so yeah
1: yeah i mean because this is all around because this is about spider-man and the effect he has on others this is taking away the character to see the effect he has on the characters around him which actually shows that he has a greater impact uh i I mean this shows spider-man's placement against the villains in such a amazing way and i think that's i mean that's what makes this issue pop is that's a that's a mode we don't get enough that we get from most other superheroes with this kind of legacy a bit more, but we don't get it with Spider-Man as much because Spider-Man at its core is a soap drama, so you, it's harder to pull away from him. And so having this distinction in something like Tangled just makes it all the sweeter, and we get it.
0: So what you're saying is this story takes Spider-Man away and we examine the tangled web left behind a tangled web of Spider-Man, so to speak. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, no. Yeah. I I agree with you. And you know, that's what I was going to go on to say is that it's not a Spider-Man story per se, but it's more a story around Spider-Man and kind of the world around him and I also think tonally, like this, this fits in with a, a kind of Spider-Man, kind of like a, a, like a Peter David-esque Spider-Man where we do have a little bit darker, uh, you know, the, the, the humor is a little bit more snide than it is like lighthearted chuckles. Um, but it, it works. So, you know, I, I, I really like this issue, which will lead us straight into where are we going to plop this bad boy on our re- web of rankings? I want to plop
1: it between a huge quality gap I feel we have on mm-hmm. our list, okay. which is right between *Kemia's Castle, mm-hmm. that Sandman story where he kidnaps a girl, basically, right? which is a strong story, no doubt, and then Spirits of the Earth, which was an alright story with some amazing art, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's a gap there, and this kind of fits in there for me. I don't know. Were you thinking somewhere
0: else? Yeah, I was. I was actually thinking above the Sandman Silver Sable t- team up because I mean, Oof. yeah. Well, I, I, this is just a story I can go back and read over and over again and like still enjoy, which is something very rare for me. Um, normally, at, you know, I it, once I hit like read three or four, it's just like I. I I catch myself skimming uh, more so than skimming and remembering what was going on rather than like actually reading and absorbing it but th- this is one that I can read and really take in and and appreciate the 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 craft and the writing um but I also understand that that's kind of like a, a, my personal take and maybe looking at it a little bit more objectively uh, Kimi's castle had more going on. Um, but I don't know. This is just like such a good character moments here. Um,
1: I I don't like, here's the thing. I don't think anywhere in this area that we put it I don't think is wrong necessarily just Mm -hmm. what gets me about the uh, Sandman Silver Sable team up is to me like that's such a perfect Marvel comic like all the elements that goes into it is all your kind of stock standard elements that goes into what we expect but it's played to a level that so rarely comes up that makes that issue stand out for me so much more Mm -hmm. and it's good and so is this and which one do I like more I so like I have a harder time with that one. But to say I could go back to this instead of maybe Kemia's castle, maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um so whew, I-, I could be sold pre- I mean splitting the difference is um right now pretty much uh sometimes it snows in April. Right. Which mm. is you know, I could put this above that easier, ironically.
0: Okay, yeah. Let's let's do that. Let's do that then. All right. So next time we're going to be going back to the block system. Uh, we we've been kind of playing it fast and loose for the first two months, but we're back. We're back on our block, and we're going to be talking about Spider Man's first and greatest foe. <laughs> You know, just, you know, uh, Crusher Hogan. So we will be talking about next episode. We will be covering the classic Amazing Spider-Man 271, Whatever Happened to Crusher Hogan. After that, we'll be talking about the mini Spider-Man with great power. And then closing out the block, we're coming back to the Tangled Web for Spider-Man's Tangled Web number 14. But keep in mind,
1: you know, we'll probably be referencing Amazing Fantasy 15, Ultimate Spider-Man's 1 through 6. I think like 4 or 5 really. Um mm. and uh oh, chapter 1 number 1, you know. <laughs> these really untold tales. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, of those 3, one should be untold, but but which one Kane? Which one? <laughs> amazing fantasy 15 what a, what a trash heap <laughs> oh my god even as a joke i can't take that oh. <laughs> all right but yeah yeah uh special thanks once again to the ellie badge for our theme song uh if you want to listen to more from them always check out those show notes um matt where can we find you on twitter i'm at magical matt 42 and if you
1: want to hear more of my high-pitched squalored, broken voice You can hit up Never Stay Dead on your podcast app of choice.
0: All right. And you can find me on Twitter at at Kane Writes. You can also follow the show at Untold uh, Talks SPMN. And until Matt adopts the name The Gerbil, make mine untold.